Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Let's, uh, let's open up in prayer. Father, we're just so grateful, Lord, that you're always with us as Ben has led us today. Lord, as we continue this series on angels and how that they watch over us and at the same time the warfare that is taking place as we're getting closer and closer to you coming back. Lord, help us today, every one of us, to see you, all the things that we go through every week, that we would take a deep breath and know that you're in control. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, how about that? How about those UFOs and spy balloons and everything, huh? That's great, isn't it? You know? <laughs> it's just wonderful what's going on. Man, we just, one week, one week, you just don't, I mean, it's just crazy what is happening in our world. And I often say, I don't know what, I don't know what people do. They don't have the good Lord. So, anyways, I want you to turn to Matthew chapter 24. Matthew chapter 24, and uh, we're going to look and continue to look on this series on angels and how they guard us. But, you know, even though we talked about Satan last week and a fallen angel, we're going to look at how the, the spiritual warfare is heating up and everything that's involved in that. You know, I, I, I know I wanted to say this. I wanted to thank all of you. Uh, last week because I feel it is my responsibility. I look at myself as a, uh, it's just a researcher and I come up and throw it all out at you every week and whatever you grab, you grab. And what I mean by that is you guys are all so busy at everything that you do all week. I feel it's my responsibility to stay up with the news as much as possible and, and bring God's word in with it and let the Holy Spirit speak to your hearts in what you're dealing with every day. And I want to thank you, what I meant by that from last week, because if you were here last week, I want to explain this. At the beginning of the service, I said, hey, how many of you watched the Grammys? And, and, I, and I had your answer, and hardly anybody did. And, and I think that's great. <laughs> I just want you to know that. I just want you to know that. So here's why. Hey, Ben, do me a favor. I forgot, there's a piece of paper. I don't know what I did with it. Is it by me? What did I do with it? Oh, here it is. I thought I brought it out. It's my old age. Okay. All right. But here's why I want to to thank you. You I did some more research on that and how the the Grammys, like 15 years ago, 40 million people watched the Grammys. And I think last week it was like down to 5 million or something like that. You know, how many millions of people we have in, in, in the United States. What am I getting at if you didn't see it? Well, I was talking about how crazy, because <clears throat> we were talking about Satan and the fallen angel and all the warfare goes on with the angelic world, and we're going to talk about that more today. But it was crazy what was in that, I don't even know what you want to call it, that musical act. But what that song was, and the singer was dressed up as a devil, and the song was called Unholy. Everything was dark red and smoke. And, and the song was actually about a guy who actually cheated on his wife. That's what the song was actually about. The song was called Unholy. Anyways, this is where we're at today. But again, I, I'm just so thankful that 
that you guys are focused on the right things. And as we look at God's word, I'm here just to remind you again where we're at in this crazy time that we live in. So we're going to go back to that verse that Jesus so focused and told the disciples in that time when he was getting ready to leave this world in Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 and 8. They were concerned. Here their rock was leaving. The Savior, Jesus Christ, everything he had done for them, with them, and they thought his kingdom was going to take off with them, and all of a sudden he's telling them, he's not going to be here. He's going to leave. They said, well, Lord, what's it going to be like? What's it going to be like as we look to the future in these end times? And this is what he says in Matthew 24, verses 3 through 8. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us, when will these things, what will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to him, take heed that no one deceives you. Let me stop right there for a second. There's two things that the devil will do to us in this spiritual warfare as we see it's heating up more and more. There's always two things he comes at you with and keep it right down to that and you'll be able to catch it more in your life. He always will try to deceive you and if he can't deceive you, he will discourage you. Those are the two greatest weapons that he has is deception. He'll make something that's bad look really good, deception, or he will discourage you, maybe whatever you're facing right now, it's not, it's just going to keep going, and you see no end to it. Those are his greatest weapons. He says it goes before the Lord, and he is the accuser day and night of you and me, and that's what he does to us. He never stops coming at you, but the deception, he tells us, of all the things he could have said, he tells them, which he tells you today, which he tells me today, do not be deceived. Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. What we see today on television, all the te different television evangelists and all the health and wealth and all the things that we see. And you will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginning of sorrows. In other words, beginning of birth pangs. Then when they would deliver you up, tribulation will kill you and will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. What is the Lord telling us today? Where are we? We are right there. We are at the end of the end. Last week I referenced something. I want to go into a little more detail uh, this week about it. And that is this. I referenced the doomsday clock. And, and many of you are like, well, what is that? So I want to I go into that a little bit more and explain to you what that actually is. The Doomsday Clock was founded in 1945. It was founded by Albert Einstein. This January 4th, it was moved up again. It's set by atomic scientists. They look at the world's threats, tensions, earthquakes, 
everything, famine, all the things that are going on in the world, wars, rumors of wars, and, and then they look at the world. It's, we're closer, now they set it up again. We're closer than they've ever been. And they said, as they set it up on January 24th, now they have set it 90 seconds, 90 seconds to midnight. It was 100 seconds. It's closer than it's ever been since 1945 when they started it. We're at 90 seconds to midnight. In other words, they're saying it's 90 seconds when they look at the world to where everything just goes haywire. Now, we cannot deny that, can we? We have to really, I mean, if anyone, if anyone thinks that you're crazy saying it, all you got to do is look at what just happened with Turkey, this unbelievable earthquake where what? They think 20,000 people might have been killed. 20,000 people in this earthquake. And then we see that all the other places in the world, at any one given time, there's at least 20-some earthquakes. At any one given time, over and over and over every day, and I'm on the low end of that. Wars and rumors of wars? I don't even have to explain that one. We see whether it's China, we see Russia, and the tension that we have with Russia and China both. We see Israel and Iran. They asked the prime minister of Iran not too long ago, what are your three greatest threats that you see facing the nation of Israel? What is it? Who is it? He paused for a minute, and he said, Iran, Iran, and Iran. That's what he said. Why? Because they've said over and over and over again, when they get the warhead, when they get that completely done, They've said it over and over and over again. They want to annihilate Israel. We have to understand where we're at. We are there. We are living at the end of them. Now, we don't have to be fearful. That's why we're here today. I believe every time someone turns this broadcast on or the app or a watch or you're here today and you show up, every time you're reminded no matter what is happening in your life right now, you are reminded even of all the bad things that we see happening, everything that's going on, the reality of Scripture just coming to life right before us last week with everything and the tensions that we see that we're reminded we have hope. That you have hope. What else does God tell us? Well, as we continue on, look at Ephesians chapter 6 because I, I believe this is so important as we continue this series on angels and how this spiritual warfare continues to just continues to just escalate in our world that we're looking at today. I want you to see how it actually works. I know many of you have served in the military or that you have family members that have been in the military. That's exactly how the angelic warfare is fought in this world. There are those at the very, very top then there are generals, then they're, they're under their command and lieutenant colonels and all those different things that go down, and then there are privates and all those things. It's, it's, it's how it works. It's exactly what God is giving us this picture of. That's how this warfare goes on. And why that you need to know? Because it's about you, and it's about me. God's angels are there. It says they are actually messengers, and they are warriors. For who? For us. They protect us, and we see all throughout the Bible the messages that they bring. 
And there's this warfare that's taking place. What is Ephesians chapter 6? What, what does God tell us to where you can see this clear today for your own personal life? Ephesians 6, 10 through 12. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Not yours. Not your bank account. Not how strong you are. Not how much knowledge that you have. Be strong in the Lord and his power. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles. In other words, every angle that the devil comes against you, all the different things that he comes at you with. Let me stop again too and just all these things I study so much and just ask the Lord to let me when it's time to just get it out there. Because people say, well, can the devil read your mind? No, there's nowhere in the Bible that the devil can read your mind. What the devil, his angels, and the demons can do, though, they can see your fruits. I want you to get that. They can see what you do and how you fall and the temptations that you go after and what's good and bad. They've studied human nature for thousands of years. They cannot read your thoughts. They cannot get into your prayer life. But they've seen somebody just like you come along time after time again, and they'll just throw something out again in your way and throw this out and throw it, and they'll do it all in the way that they see how you're living. Verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places, blah, 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 blah. That's how we've always read that, right? We just say, wait, people do this. I am being honest with you. People read the Bible till they get something out of it, right? They do. We just read that, oh, yeah, wow, that really gets me. But the verses that sometimes we just overlook. Let's really look at what God just said to us. I asked Jim to put this up on the screen to help us with what we just read. So let me read it again as he has this up on the screen. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities. What, are, what do we see as principalities? It's the highest ranking demons such as Satan and Abaddon. In other words, his archangel that is dark. That Abaddon who rules over hell, his chief general, that's who we're fighting against. That's as this spiritual war heats up. That is a God, as we just read there, against flesh. We don't wrestle against flesh, but, but against those principalities and against powers. What are those powers? They're world rulers of darkness. It's those demons and fallen angels who sit behind evil human rulers and governments of this world, such as the princes of Persia and Greece, which the Bible talks about. In other words, let's not overlook whether it's Moscow or whether it's other places in the world or whether it could be parts of uh, Los Angeles or Washington, D.C., he has certain rulers and certain demons that are over those areas. Not everybody there, but there's a stronghold in those areas that you cannot deny. This is what he tells us in this verse. It continues on. And what about, it says, 
against powers and against rulers of darkness of this age. Number three, the authorities, the management level of demons who execute the rule, in other words, the will of those, those regional rulers. We see it playing out right before us. You're saying to yourself the same thing I am. How in the world are we letting some of these laws get passed? Thankfully, if I think I got this right, there was a Supreme Court ruling that just went down. You probably didn't hear about it. That those that are those doctors that work in religious hospitals do not do not have to perform surgeries to change a girl from a boy or a boy from a girl. Thank the good Lord. But isn't it crazy that we have to go to the Supreme Court to get that done? This is unbelievable what we're living in. So what the Lord is saying here, those author- there are authorities. There are, there are principalities. There are the world rulers. And, and as we see, there are authorities. Again, just as you see the military and how it works, this is exactly how Satan works. But thankfully, we know God's army is that much stronger. One more. It says, spiritual hopes, hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Those are the, the demons, and they focus every day, every second, at you or at unbelievers to do whatever they can to keep you and me away from Jesus. That's what they do. I mean, this is real. This war, as we, as we talk about at City Church, is that we're living at the end of the end. And I'm not here to scare you. I'm just here to remind you to know that you can take a deep breath. Jesus has already won this. But the devil is coming strong and hard and never gives up at you, at your family, at your mind, everything that you can imagine. Now, what's the good news? The good news. Let's stop for a minute. I want to show you a verse in Revelation chapter 9. Revelation chapter 9 and I was talking with Jim. I wasn't sure if I was going to use this or not, but we have time. I want to share this with you. Revelation chapter 9, verses 1 through 5. And we see what's going on during the tribulation time. Then the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fallen from heaven to the earth. To him was given the key to the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and smoke rose out of the pit like the smoke of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Then out of the smoke locusts came upon the earth, and to them was given power as the scorpions of the earth to have power. They were commanded, listen, they were commanded not to harm the grass of the earth or of any green thing or of any tree, but only those men who do not have the seal of God on their foreheads. And let me stop for it. Isn't it unbelievable how the, the devil always, always tries to mimic God? God places a seal 
on those that are believers in the tribulation that they cannot be touched by the enemy through this certain type of torture. No matter what they try and do, no matter how demonic, no matter what has taken place, God says, this is only so far that you're able to go. Do you see his authority again? See, because right now, today, in your life, you're thinking it's too much, whatever you're facing. How long is this going to go on? And the devil just keeps pounding you. But I want you to know there's only so much that the devil can do. God is always, always in control, always has complete authority. And Jesus says he's getting ready to leave this earth. He says, I have given the authority that I have, I give to you. You and I have the authority to always be the victor in this war that we face, whatever you're going through against the devil, his fallen angels, and the demons. Right there is just another example. There's many. But as we look at angels, I thought we could look at this, and it says, verse 5, and they were not given authority to kill them, but to torment them for five months. Their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it strikes a man. In other words, this is what's happening to those that turn their back on God and scream and yell and don't want to believe in God through this tribulation time that we see coming fast upon the world. Why do we look at this today? Because once again, we're given hope. And all this craziness that's going to happen, God says, no, you only have so much authority. Why, why we lose? The reason why we lose, me, you, there's only one. It's because we give up. That's the only reason that we lose. What God is telling us today is this spiritual war heightens greater and greater. And you see the devil and his angels at this military way that they come and they come stronger and stronger. And as they come against you and they come against your family, don't get paranoid because you're going to get hit. But at the same time, know, hey, I put on the armor of God and that shield of faith. As we said last week, the reason why I'm able to have joy in my life, to have peace in my life because Jesus has overcome the world and what I have overcome through Jesus and because of that and the way I overcome is my faith. It's your faith. It's my faith. You can't do it for me and I can't do it for you. You know, it's amazing. (laughs) You're a child of God. He loves you so much. The devil can only do so much. And no matter how much we see this ramp up, this spiritual craziness that we're living in, Jesus, as God tells us, is your rear guard and goes before you. He's got your back and he goes ahead of you. And at the same time, it says he's right beside you with his angels, and then also at the same time, he's within you, the Holy Spirit. You can't lose. 
We serve a God that never sleeps or slumbers. He's always there for us. Let's close with this last verse. As we look in God's word, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. I really believe that, that and I'm not going to give a certain age in here today because I know some of you are, are a certain age. You go, oh, thanks, Dallas. You know, what, what I'm saying about that, you know, as we get older in life, you know, I'm going to explain this. As we get older in life, we're talking about the Lord coming back. If you live, a nor if you live I think, within the next, I don't know, maybe 10 years, I honestly believe, and I don't want to put a date on it, but all we have to look is we see how things have changed. How unbelievable have things changed in the last two years? And it's going faster and faster and faster. There's that much more that's going to happen only further in the next two years. So we're going to see so much craziness in this world. And you hear me say all the time, yes, I want the Lord to come back, but to wait. Because we want to see more of your family and more of my friends and more of people we know have Jesus as their Savior as we do. But listen to what Jesus tells us as we close today about another angel. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16 through 18. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout. I'm going to explain on this. With the voice of the archangel. What we understand, it probably would be Michael, maybe Gabriel. And with the trump of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, that could be you and me today, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus shall we be with the Lord, always be with the Lord. I'm going to go back to that in a minute. But here's what's going to happen. In heaven, there's going to be a time in the not-so-distant future that the Lord's going to look over at the archangel and say, it's time, and he's going to come out in the clouds, and the archangel is with a shout and the trump of God, and those that bodies that we know that we love so much that have gone, even though their spirit's in heaven, their body's going to be brought up to meet their spirit. We're going to see them together, and we're going to go up and be with them forever and ever and ever. Amen. Hey, isn't there more? I, I tell this all the time. And hey, if, if you're, um, I want to say this in the right way. If you are retired, I know that many of you find things to do every day, okay? And you're busy and you put your life in your grandkids and your kids and you find, and helping other people, all that, that's great. But I don't get this thing about when people retire and like, you know, I'm going to, well, you know, I can't wait because, man, I'm going to fish every day. I can't wait, you know. And, you know, you know well, and it's hunting season. I'm going, you know, and all these things, I hear these, I hear them. I'm just sort of the age I'm at. Look, guys I went to school with, played ball with, I'll tell you, this is what they're doing. How long can we do that? I mean, there's, there's only, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I can't get joy out of that every day. I, you can for a while, right? It's great. Don't get me wrong. Why do most people, after they retire, go back, do, if they're healthy, go back doing something part-time? Why? Because it's just in, in you. Okay. 
What I'm getting at is, is God has something for us to do, to continue to do. It's not just about, when you get to that place, here it is. When you get to that place to where you're at, to where you're going to, you got it. You finally made it. And you're going to spend so much time down south or out west and so much time here. Where are you going? Hey, there's an end to that. There is an end to that. And it's only going to last so long. What I'm here to tell you is that, man, there is a greater purpose and a calling. And if we keep our focus on eternity and on heaven, I not only tell you this, I guarantee you this, you will have a greater joy and a peace in your life every day is to know that there is a purpose and a calling. And we're going to be with our loved ones and our families forever and ever, ever. This life is a vapor. And all of us know it and realize it. Because if you've been out of school for a little bit of time, all of a sudden you're out of school five years and 10 years and 20 years and 30 years. saying, how am I out of school that long? And at the same time, somehow I still feel like I'm that age. Because we're made to last in our spirit forever. God has a purpose. God has a calling in your life. And he will continue to give you joy and peace. Don't quit. Don't give up. And what he says, I close with this today in verse 18. Therefore, everything we talked about. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. All I wanted to do today is just remind you again in this time that we live in that is out of control that we have one, our Heavenly Father. He's still in control. And he loves you. He's going to watch over you. He's got a plan. He's going to get you through. And when you feel like you're not going to make it, Just open this up. Comfort one another with these words. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed today, and I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing, but I I really want you to see Jesus. And I want you to see heaven. And I want you to know that And much sooner we think, this is all going to go away. That's a good thing. And Jesus just wants you to to just pull back for a minute and see him and know that he has complete authority. And whatever the demons and the fallen, whatever the devil tries to throw at you, he he has to pull back. Doesn't have complete authority over your life over your family, over your kids, over your husband, over you, over your thoughts, anything. He doesn't have it. Jesus is going to get you through this. And what he wants you to see today is is him and heaven. And to open his word up as we did today and to comfort one another with his words power of the Holy Spirit has spoken once again today to show you that he is real and he has a plan still in all our mess 
if we just trust him. So as we do every week as Ben leads us, but if there's someone watching today, as we have so many every week, more and more hundreds watch every week, that there's someone out there, if you do not know Jesus as your Savior, I want you to know whatever the devil's trying to tell you right now, that you're not good enough, that you don't deserve heaven, none of us do. And that's why Jesus came and died on the cross for all of our sins to give us eternal life, to give you hope. And that's why you watch today, and that's why the Holy Spirit is knocking on the door of your heart. So just pray with me if you want to find heaven as your home. It's just a simple understanding to believe that God sent his son into this world to die for all of our sins, which he did. Just pray with me this prayer by faith. Dear Jesus, I don't understand everything, but I'm going to do my best right now by faith to believe that you're God's son, that you came to this world and that you, Jesus, right now, I pray, died on the cross for me. Right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins. Cleanse me, Jesus, from all of my unrighteousness. I believe you died on the cross for me. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, we thank you for those that have accepted you wherever they're at, all over. I don't know, Lord, but wherever they are, Lord, let them know that they are now a child of you. Lord, if there's someone here today has been, leads us in this closing verses today as we stand and give an invitation as we always do. Lord, if there's someone here that doesn't know you as their Savior, may they come today and accept you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross 
and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope, knowing that Jesus is your Savior, and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.